đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Hello guys, welcome to week episode of Team Cow My Radio today. So happy Friday everyone. Hope you guys are having a great day. Um spring break is coming around the corner, which is next week. Um hope you guys are having gonna have fun for this week or it, hopefully you guys are not messing around. Hope you guys are not screwing around. So wish you guys the best of luck. Okay. We're gonna get into the news. Um first off we're gonna do a little conversation. Um, Russia's still trying to. Russia's still pushing into Ukraine, and they end up and they end up bombing half the place. And I don't know they they've been bombing for a while. Um, I'm being liberal because they're still doing it, and Ukraine's asking for a for a, a no fly zone. Basically, it's initiated by NATO, but NATO didn't do it. So, there's nothing you can do about it. So, in total, because cause Zelensky said that if, if it doesn't blocked out, then it means he'd be possibly be dead. It means more civilian, will be, more civilian casualties probably would happen, at least according to um, Zelensky himself. Alright, we're going to get to the real news, so... National security. We have talked about a while. This is from news about a couple of days ago. It was made. It was published on March eighth, and it was updated in, in March tenth. So, ex hospital authority union chief recommended in custody for violating bail terms. The former chairperson of the hospital authority employees alliance, who was ch- who who was charged under the Beijing imposed national security law. Who was recommended in custody after violating "quote unquote" bail terms? Winnie Yu, one of the one of one of the forty seventh Hong Kong pro democracy figures. She's also a, she's also a nurse. Accused of taking part of in a conspiracy to commit subversion, appeared in the West Kowloon Magistrate Court on Tuesday after she was arrested yet again the night before. The 34-year-old was granted bail in July last year after being detained earlier in February. Following the revocation of Yu's bail, only 13 of the 47 <coughs> defendants remain out of bail. Yu was the second person to have the bail revoked after activist Owen Chow was recommended again in January of this year. Principal Magistrate Peter Law, after considering submission from the from the prosecution and defense ruled that you had breached bail terms and that he could not trust that you would not continue to endanger national security. Speaking up and talking about the government, how bad the government is, is not endangering national security. There should be something about terrorism. That would have been something that's much more a bigger threat than subversion. I don't get why subvert. Most things that about activism, they're just using 
the case called quote unquote subversion to scared activists mostly. It's a fear mongering crap. The magistrate also rejected the defense application to lift reporting restriction. Under the court's reporting restriction, written and broadcast reports only limit to only including the results of the bail proceeding. The names of the person applying for bail and their representation and the offense concern. After the court after the court ended, you shouted from the dock, Look after my cats, people in the public area saying, We got it and okay. The permanent chairperson will appear in court again on April twenty eighth and two and April twenty eighth with the other forty seven defendants. Now here's the thing. Why they're so concerned about subversion? That's what I didn't know. Why they're so concerned and they're so scared of Beijing. They're so scared about it. It's just so re- outlandishly ridiculous. Alright. Next up. Three Hong Kong men arrested over COVID-19 related social media posts accused of interfering with the anti-epidemic efforts. Oh, come on. Hong Kong police have arrested three men on suspicions of interfering with the city's with the city's fight against the COVID-19 pandemic through social media posts, calling their act extremely selfish amid ongoing outbreak. What is going on? The three men, ages 21 to 28, were apprehended on Tuesday after separate incidents last month. Superintendent Wilson Tam from the from the Cyber and Security Technology Crime Bureau said a 27-year-old was accused of using social media to incite people to bomb COVID-19 testing facilities and attack staff. Suspect he was suspected of inciting an explosive explosion likely to endanger life or property, inciting intention to great to grievous to grievous bodily harm and incite others to commit arson. Meanwhile, the 21-year-old and 28-year-old were arrested on suspicion of using social media to encourage people to intentionally spread COVID-19 and act as in contrary to, to the prevention and control of disease regulation. Thompson, said the 28-year-old tested preliminary positive for COVID-19 on February 27th and went to a restaurant in the day, in that, that day and the next. He posted pictures <clears throat> on Facebook of his meals which he had eaten and eateries perceived to have a pro-government stance. The 28-year-old was charged with exposing others to risk of perfection. He appeared the COVID the Kowloon State Magistrate later on Tuesday. The specific acts of a 21-year-old were not known. The arrestee's behavior significantly <clears throat> increased the risk of the virus spreading in the community. This is extremely selfish. Tom said, There was somebody who incited others to bomb a COVID-19 facility and attack people due to their own views. The police force strongly condemned these acts. We will not tolerate this. Tom added that the police are were undertaking further investigations and that more arrests have been not ruled out. How sensitive are the police nowadays? I don't know what they're investigating, but I don't know why bombing even even exists. First of all, why would why would you do it? It's just stupid. Why would you bomb? It's just so dumb. 
Peace for all, everyone. Peace for all. Like if, like if the Russian government cares. The Russian people cares. Not that the Russian government even gives a you-know-what to anyone. Because the Russian government, Putin, he just wants money. He just wants everything to himself. Money, 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 money. I mean, we can go up to Putin and pretty much we can kiss our own butt and say goodbye about it. Because... If Putin's gonna say something, he should at least allow anyone to say anything otherwise. Basically, we're not allowed to criticize Putin on anything. Even something that we absolutely hate, or something that we absolutely has a personal hate, a personal hatred about. I feel like more and more Russian people are starting to get disillusioned with Putin. That's the first thing I'm gonna be speaking about. Because they're not... Because, so if they want to vote, they should vote for someone else, not Putin. Because it's a, because even though this election is rigged, so it can ultimately be controlled by Putin himself and his most of his um, illegal cronies. What do you expect? This election is not even fair anyway, so why why would he even observe and why would he even, even care about it? Tears defiance as Ukraine Paralympics team honor countries fallen. The Ukrainian Winter Paralympians wept and pumped their fist in the air in defiance against Russia's invasion of their homeland during a moment of silence at the Af- at the Athletes Village on Thursday. On, di- on, on day 6 of the Beijing's Winter Paralympics, the team hold a solemn ceremony to call for peace and honor their fallen countrymen and women during a break from training commitment as well as cross-country skiing and and Babylon races. The United Nations estimate about 2.2 million Ukrainian refugees have fled the country, calling it the calling Europe's fastest-growing refugee crisis since World War II. In an act of solidarity, a three-strong contingent of athletes and team staff raised a banner reading, Peace for All as they gathered in front of the rows of flags of the 46 nations and territories competing at the games in the Chinese capital. Female athletes wore wreaths of sunflowers and blue and yellow ribbons, the Ukraine colors in their hair. With the gold, silver, and bronze medal he won this week strung around his neck, Gregory Volt... I'm going to mispronounce the name. Gary Gary Vochensky, thirty seven, has tears welling up in his eyes as he made an impa- impassioned call for peace. I love Ukraine, the bi- the biath the biathlete and the cross country skier said. He condemned Russia's airstrike on a children and maternity hospital, and the besieged Ukrainian port city of Maripol, which killed at least three people, including a young girl. More than 1,200 citizens have died in the city alone, according to the mayor. They are bombing our children and women. I can't believe it. Vochimsky, he said, his voice wavering. It must be stopped now. Head coach Andrei, Andrei Nisarenko, who hails, hails from the heavily bombed city of Kharkiv, along with seven other team members, said it will be impossible for them to go home. 
Much of the cities have been destroyed, including schools and hospitals, he said. I think the Russian soldiers and, and army are not humans. They're animals, Nestorinko said. We need to stop the war. Ukraine's athletes in Beijing have excelled even while war ravaged their homeland. Liu Mylodyshenko has won a silver and bronze medal in the Bathlon and the Bathlon but pulled out of her cross-country ski race after learning her home her home in Kharkiv was destroyed. <laughs> Anastasia Ladetina, nineteen, did not take part in the Bathlon race as learning that her father has been taken prisoners by the Russian army. <laughs> Competitors from Russia and Kiev and Belarus have been barred have been have been barred the games over Moscow's military assault. Ukraine Paralympic Committee President Valery Richard—I can't even read the name. I'm—I apologize. Valery Valery who characterized the team arrival in Beijing as a miracle last week, urged the world not to turn its back on the country. If you're civilized, you must stop the war, he said. You, and I know it's a currently day. The Ukraine team has shown immense resilience with their impressive six gold medals and 19 podium finishes, all in cross country skiing and battle events. They are certain in the overall medals table behind China and Canada. The International Paralympic Committee President Andrew Parson outwins the team. In action, and has pre- presented medals to some of the athletes. <laughs> Their journey here is the most extraordinary stories ever in sport, he told AFP on Thursday. The fact they're competing here, knowing that we what's going on in their country, and are focused on the competition is incredible. He said that there are there are always ex- examples of Brazilians at the Paralympic Games, but this was the next level. This is beyond what I thought was possible. He said something about those, but he never said anything about about the Uyghur Muslim being persecuted. That sounds like double standards right there. <laughs> so, Beijing Paralympic chief still waiting explanation after the anti-war openings censored in China. Oh come on! The International Paralympic Committee president said Thursday he is still waiting. I wonder if I read that. But then I'm just gonna keep read I'm just gonna read it over again. Just in case if if I've already read it. But I have if I haven't read it, I'm gonna read it to again. The International Paralympics Committee president said Thursday that he's still waiting for a Chinese state broadcaster to explain the apparent censorship of his forceful anti war speech at the opening of the Beijing Winter Olymp- Winter Games nearly a week on. Why you need to ask them? Why can't you just post them somewhere else? CCTV had not responded to the IPC's questions or made any guarantee that it won't ever happen again at the closed ceremony at the Beijing Paralympics. <laughs> not yet, we ask about it. We are still waiting for their position or explanation, IPC President Andrew Parsons told AFP on Thursday. Let's wait to hear what they say. I don't even care what they say. Parsons used his Friday night platform to denounce war, telling the the audience at the Chinese capital, Capital Stadium, the 21st century is the time for dialogue and diplomacy, not war and hate. <laughs> he added that he was horrified by the world's current events, 
while stopping short of specifically mentioning close Chinese partner Russia or its invasion of Ukraine. But his combination was not translated to Chinese on air by television by state television broadcaster CCTV. At one point, the broadcaster also appeared to lower the microphone volume on at, of his speech. Beijing has been threading, has been treading, treading a cautious diplomatic line up on the conflict. Refusing to condemn the action of Moscow, which in only last month tout a no-limit friendship. Might as well get rid of that friendship then. In a staging area ahead of Friday's open, opening ceremony, Ukrainian athletes unveiled a banner that says Stop War. And chanted peace for Ukraine as some shed tears while receiving hugs from competitors from other nations. The Chinese athletes, that's that's what they need. The Ukraine the Ukraine teams have shown immense resilience with this impressive six gold medals and 19 podium finishes in the cross-country skiing and bathroom events. The Winter Paralympics opened nearly a week ago amidst controversy over whether athletes from Russia and allied Belarus should allow to, comp- to, uh, to compete. <laughs> the International Olympic Committee, or IOC, has urged sporting federations across the world to exclude athletes from Russia and Belarus after Moscow incursion into the neighboring Ukraine, prompting widespread condemnation. The IPC... <laughs> The IPC initially said allowing the athletes to compete as a neutral was the harshest punishment it could dish out under its rules. But with threats of boycotts from other competitors, it performed an 11-hour reversal and kicked them out of the games. I don't think it was an embarrassing U-turn, Parsons said. After, after the IPC, IPC initially said that it had been concerned that the Russian and Belarusian team could take legal action if banned. None of has been forthcoming. <laughs> we took a decision. Our membership said, look, this is not enough. We want you to reconsider the decision based on different elements. Personally, I don't regret the first decision. I don't regret the second decision. In the end, we made the right decision. At least get rid of the Belarusian and get rid of the freaking Russians one. Those those governments are authoritarian as all heck. It's like, why do I even care anymore? Why do I even need to explain anymore? Why do can't why can't they understand something? Like sometimes we can't just wrap around our head like that. We're gonna do a couple more news and then we're gonna end there. Hong Kong COVID nineteen policy changes were timely adjusted, not U turns. I'm pretty sure it is. Carrie Lam says. Hong Kong leader Carrie Lam has defended changes in the COVID-19 policy as timely adjusted, saying there are no U-turns that the government has responded to the unprecedented pandemic situation as the best they could. During the third day of her new daily COVID-19 press briefing, the chief executive on Friday denied that her administration had rolled back its anti-epidemic measures. She said the magnitude of the current wave of infection had grown beyond the normal capacity of the Hong Kong government. Lam cited the decision announced on Wednesday to designate the Queen Elizabeth Hospital for COVID-19 patients, saying all policy changes made were aimed to enable Hong Kong to cope with the situation as best as they could. Like if that goes well. If you could ask me three months ago, that was that was inconceivable. Conceivable. There you go. Conceivable. 
This could not be cannot be regarded as a U-turn. This is just a time. This is a timely adjustment and a policy in order to achieve the objective of protecting of protecting the safety, the safety and the health of the people. Of Hong Kong, Lam said. The authorities in Hong Kong appear to have shifted their approach in combating the spread of COVID nineteen since since the fifth and worst wave of infections began early this year. On January 3rd, the government issued a statement denying and condemning the online rumors that a border lockdown and dinner dining ban would be imposed. Two days later, however, Lam announced that dining service after 6 p.m. would be halted, while its bar, gyms, and nightclubs were ordered to shut down. The city leader also declared a flight ban on eight countries. The compulsory universal testing scheme announced by Lam on February 22nd appeared to be a policy reversal as well. After Lam told the press on on February 8th that the gum that the government did not chose to implement citywide testing because of an infinite infinite resource of testing, <laughs> medical treatment, and quarantine facilities, Lam and her principal officials also gave conflicting messages regarding Regarding rumors of a of a citywide lockdown, which she was declaring declaring on February twenty second, that the government had no plans to do so because it was very difficult to implement. How is that difficult to implement? Come on! But in less than a week, the city's health minister Sophia Chan said the government had not ruled out a lockdown. Local media also report on details of a potential lockdown, citing sources. The unclarified speculations triggered panic buying across the cities. Shelves and supermarkets were empty and vegetable prices shot up. As citizens feared they would not be able to purchase the day necessities during the rumored lockdown. On Friday, Lam initially rejected claims that her officials had leaked details of the anti-epidemic policies to the press. It was a response to the Hong Kong Free Press question over whether the government should give clear and unified my comments on COVID-19 policies <laughs> following the media reports citing different sources. Lan said she was not, she could not accept the accusation unless proof was provided that her that her officials had deliberately leaked information. She then pointed to the daily press briefing as an authoritative source of information on the government's work in fighting against the pandemic. <laughs> Don't accuse my ministers, Lam said, but added that she see, sees some leaks with no identified sources. Signed sources in early March, Singtai reported that the nine-day testing would be coupled with the city-wide by lockdown. Hong Kong once said citizens will be only only barred from leaving their homes for the first eight days, while South China Morning Post reported that the government also considered local localized lockdowns. Both Sting Tao and South China Morning Post report the exemption would be granted their personal personal responsible for maintaining essential services. <laughs> she pledged that the government would be open and transparent to instill the needed needed confidence in leading the city out of the COVID-19 crisis. I could tell you that I am as, a fr- as frustrated as some of you when there was a government information being leaked out. Which should not be that should be the case. As of Wednesday, Hong Kong has seen five hundred and eighty six 
1,017 cases of COVID-19 since the onset of the pandemic and about 2,869 deaths. That is so, so bad. This reason why be smart for God's sake. Be safe. That's it. Be safe. Okay, one final news for today. So, over 12,500 staff at Hong Kong's Overload Public Hospital contract contracted COVID during the fifth wave. Any chief in tears. I really feel bad for these guys. Over 12,500 of the hospital authorities, HA, 8 88,000 employees have been infected with the COVID-19 during the fifth wave as it continues to overwhelm public health care system. Sarah Ho, chief manager at the hospital, the hospital authority, said during a routine COVID-19 press briefing on Thursday that the public buy has an accumulated total of 12,554 12, staff members diagnosed with COVID during the fifth wave. The number re- represents some 14% of the public health care system workforce. Among some 4,455 people has, has recovered and returned to work, Ho said. I know that the department retained no statistic on the breakdown of how many medical or non-medical staff are affected. Although the department published a detailed daily statistic of the staff on staff diagnosed with the coronavirus until mid-February, a spokesperson said the department could no longer provide daily numbers that would affect would affect how many were on COVID-related sick leave each day. As numbers of elderly COVID-19 patients and those in this serious conditions continue to mount, Hong Kong public hospitals, especially Accent and Emergency A&E, had come under intense pressure. Hundreds of elderly patients and needs of treatment and oxygen, but had no alternatives but re- but to remain in the A&E ward, in corridors or in lift lobbies because there were no bed spaces in general ward. Five of the city's 16 public hospitals also saw an inpatient bed up occup- occupancy stretch from, from between 100 to 124% on Thursday, according to Hong Kong authority figures, to the hospital authorities. On Wednesday, a viral video shows the Queen Elizabeth Hospital's accident and emergency service chief Ho Hu Fai break down tears during a staff meeting to coordinate the transfer of some 380 non-COVID patients and other hospitals, Hong Kong 01 report. report. Queen, the Queen Elizabeth Hospital is used to be for COVID patients only. I really feel bad for this. It has been so hard for our colleagues to hold up for this past month, he reportedly said. Ho. <laughs> oh. Is a veteran near retirement at the age with 35 years of experience in emergency medicine. He was able to keep his cool even as the hospital service, emergency service, received dozens of critical patients during the past instance and during winter flu surges. <laughs> his display of emotions made for the exceptionally poignant scene for his staff. Hong Kong One report citing A&E medics working under Ho. 
The Hong Kong government invoked an emergency law about two weeks ago to allow mainland medics to work in the hospital without first registering for a medical license. Lam, as, a, as well as the ministers, reiterate this week that the government had requested the, that Beijing send medics to help the city cope with this epidemic surge, especially at the treatment facilities at the Asian World Expo and North Lantau Hospital. However, neither the hospital, the hospital authorities nor other ministers have thus far been to disclose how many mainland medics may arrive, nor their date of arrival. Including Thursday figures, Hong Kong has, Hong Kong has seen 617,419 COVID-19 cases obtained from the nucleic acid test and the rapid antigen test since the onset of the pandemic two years ago and about 3,150 deaths correction on today a provision version of the story misstated the COVID-19 cases in the death figures as of Thursday the latest number is 617,419 cases and about and 3,150 deaths the errors were introduced during the editing. So make sure you bear in mind with them, guys. And I feel like there's so much pressure put onto them. I feel like I don't know how much they're going to be coping. You know how much COVID-19 do. It put, it put pressures onto them. And I'm hoping the Hong Kong people and the hospitals are doing fine. I'm hoping that they can try to keep themselves composure. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoy hearing this podcast, make sure to tune in every Monday and Wednesday for the, for our daily podcast. And um, have have a great day, guys. And we'll tune in for you guys next time. This is Team K on My Radio signing out. <laughs> On every Monday and every Friday. And host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.